the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. What a show on a Thursday afternoon. What a crazy day in the law office. But I hope you, you had a great day. I hope you're having a much better commute home than you had coming in. Those of us who uh, had to get in a car this morning were not very happy. It was a Thursday morning. We drive Luca to school in Queens, and then we got to come back to the city. I'm going through three boroughs, Brooklyn, Queens, and Manhattan. Uh, not a lot of fun this morning with the rain, but now it looks a lot better out there. So I hope you're sitting in your car if you are, and you're actually moving, and you're not sitting in bumper-to-bumper traffic. It's Thursday, which um, over the course of my lifetime has turned somewhat into Friday, Thursday was always like a big work day, but now it's kind of like a party day where, where my office is on 45th Street. Um, Megan's bar will be packed tonight. Kevin's will be packed tonight. Um, Valerie's up the block will be packed tonight. Uh, Dawson's, which is all on one block on the same side of the street. Um, I'll be running to the Columbus Citizens Foundation to listen to Tom Swazi speak. And I'll be going to Casa Cipriani to see... Um, uh, Vincent IGG, a frequent guest here on the Idola Power Hour, and a tremendous supporter of all things Arthur. God bless him, because it's uh, tomorrow's his birthday. Then I believe I have a uh, 11 o'clock p.m., 11.15 p.m. tonight appearance on News Nation. Then I have an 8.05 appearance with our dear friend Joe Piscopo. And then I have a 9 o'clock appearance on Newsmax, talking about three different topics. Apparently, people value my opinion, or at least some producers do, who uh, book these uh, different segments. Um, but I want to hear your opinion. Um, there's going to be a lot going on during the show. I'm going to try to save the last eight minutes or so, or ten minutes, to take your calls. 877-970-2999. 877-970-2999. We're going to be talking about... The heartbreaking story of Kara Kahara Tay, the 11-year-old, because there's an update on that. We're going to be talking to Ka- uh, Councilman Kalman Yeager, who's very upset about the redistricting and how the Jewish uh, neighborhoods in Brooklyn are all divided up so that the Jewish vote has lost a lot of its impact. Uh, we're going to be doing a little fun segment right after the uh, halftime show uh, about vacations, because it is time. Memorial Day's next weekend. Uh, you know, what are we doing in July? What are we doing in August? Are we going on cruises? Are we going to Disney? Are we staying in the country? Are we leaving the country? So there is a lot going on on a Thursday evening. I would love to uh, share some of your your opinions with the rest of the listeners uh, by calling in 877-970-2999. Sam Bellino is at the helm, and he'll make sure that uh, your calls get through. 
Obviously, we want to talk about substantive things and things that add to the conversation. To uh, those who are um, giving us so much love, uh, because I keep getting more and more uh, calls and emails and texts every day about people listening to the show and enjoying the show. Because for those of you who are talk radio listeners, right now, if you're just on the dial and you're floating around the dial, yes, there's definitely some sports stuff going on. But the other talk radio shows are national shows. They're talking about what's going on in everywhere from Washington, D.C. to China, who are locking up people who have COVID and not letting them out, uh, and, and what's going on in Oregon and Colorado. But we're talking about what's going on in Brooklyn, Queens, uh, Staten Island. We'll go to Jersey. We'll go to a little Connecticut. But um, we're trying to keep a, give you guys a place on the dial to be zoomed in on um, what's going on right around us and what's touching us. And what has clearly touched my heart over the last couple of days uh, has been the murder of Kaharate. And now, you know, you want to add insult to injury. Um, the person, the suspect who they're looking for is another kid, a 14-year-old. He's, whatever, 36 months older than, than little Kahara. And why is a 14-year-old running around with a gun in his hand? And, you know, you could ask, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on and Republicans and Democrats. No, no one is thinking that a 14-year-old should be riding around allegedly on a moped shooting a gun off. Uh, you know, they, they don't honestly, they don't know how to tie a necktie, okay? They probably struggle putting on shoes that have laces because everything is always like slip-on and Velcro. Like, they may not know how to tie a bow on, on your shoelace. But they have a gun, a, a weapon that takes life away. Why is there a 14-year-old anywhere in New York City with a gun? If you want to tell me about in Utah, in Wyoming, where there's an up in Maine, up where there are there is no law enforcement. There are wild animals that would take law enforcement. And when I say there's no law enforcement, it means you know their response time is maybe 20 minutes, not four minutes uh, like it is around here. And, okay, they really need this weapon to protect themselves, and we're going to take them to school, and we're going to take them to the range, and we're going to teach them how to use this weapon. We're not talking about that here. We're talking about a 14-year-old who uh, he is the primary suspects, suspect that uh, he fired the shot. It went like a, almost a full city block away, and now, uh, and he was with apparently an 18-year-old accomplice. Now that person will be charged with murder. Uh, the 14-year-old, I believe, the um, the district attorney of uh, the Bronx, Darcel Clark, will have a lot of say in in whether she charges him uh, as if this is in fact the evidence supports this. If he charges him as an adult. Or as a juvenile, I believe she does have the ability to charge him as an adult. This poor little girl, this eleven-year-old girl, she just got out of school. She got her book bag uh, outside of the nail salon, and she uh, she she's just waiting for someone inside the nail salon, and and she died a real miserable death. I, I remember as a prosecutor, we uh, one of our witnesses, oh Amelia, would remember the guy's name. Uh, wow, I can't believe I. I, I my gosh. See, this is age kicking in. I knew the guy's name, even though it's a case I worked on 25 years. No, almost almost 30 years ago. Um, oh, Diesel. That was his street name was Diesel. Um, and he liked that song. Hip hop. Hooray. Ho. Hey. He was actually in the video uh, of that, that song. I forget. Uh, Sam Bellino, you know what song I'm talking about, right? Yes, I do. By OPP. What's, thank you. Yes. 
um, I remember he got shot in the stomach and he lived. And I remember we had an unbelievable doctor who, who saved his life, who was an expert. Uh, and he was actually going off to the Navy when he testified. But he said getting shot in the stomach is the most painful uh, way to die by a bullet in your body. Uh, because of the way the blood reacts and the nerves react. And, and this poor little 11-year-old girl, she suffered so much before she left us. And now what are we going to do with this 14-year-old? I mean, if you want to call in, 877-970-2999, 877-970-2999, what do you do? You're the DA. Now you have one child is dead and another child killed her. What do you do to that 14-year-old? What do you tell a 14-year-old? We're putting you in life in jail for the rest of your life? 14-year-old does not tie his shoe. He can't vote. He can't have a drink. He can't join the army. He's a boy. He's a boy. His brain's not fully developed. Of course, the, the, the family of this little girl, they're, they're beside themselves. We're all beside themselves ourselves. So now we're going to take away another life, a 14-year-old. I don't have the answer. I'm not suggesting the answer. You tell me the answer. 877-970-2999. Around... My neck of the woods in Fort Hamilton High School, they arrested a kid. A Brooklyn student was arrested Thursday morning in connection with one of at least three bomb threats called into Fort Hamilton High School this week. He's an 18-year-old. He, th- he phoned in the threats around 11 a.m. on uh, Tuesday saying, I got two bombs. He also threatened to bomb the whole school, according to cops. He was busted at 7.15 this morning at his home about a mile from the Shore Road School and charged with making terroristic threats, authorities said. I mean... That I don't know, maybe, uh, and I'm not making light of this, I don't know, did he have like a big test? Uh, and he was, there was something he was trying to get out of? Of course, uh, Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis chimed in, Senator Andrew Grenardis chimed, chimed in, Councilmember Justin Brannon chimed in, uh, because they, they, they represent that area. But I can tell you, living very close to that area, it was no joke. The school was evacuated, there were police everywhere, the disruption was enormous. So, you know, y- you have... Kids killing kids. You have kids calling in uh, bomb threats and disrupting the educational process. Thank God it was just a, obviously uh, a hoax and it wasn't it wasn't real. We expended so many resources, uh, NYPD resources, cleaning out the building, taking out taking care of the kids, um, scouring the building. Speaking of scouring, although apparently. Uh, Health officials are telling Mayor Adams it's time to put masks back on and put a mandate for people who are going to be inside in crowded places. He's saying, nope, I'm not going to do it. Everyone could, should use their own judgment and you decide you know, what you feel comfortable with. And uh, he said, we're staying prepared. We're not panicking. When I look at the hospitalizations and deaths, the numbers are stable. So uh, it's, you make your own decisions. You want to wear a mask, you can wear them, but no one's telling you you have to. We are going to come back with with City Councilman Yeager, who's going to talk about the redistricting of the uh, congressional districts. Don't go anywhere. So, you know, when we're, we're all working hard, right? I worked my tail off today. All the lawyers around me working their tail off today. I am so, so proud of them and, and their efforts. One young man, Mike Benedetto, is really killing himself. Imran's on trial. Uh, Jacarino's writing motions. We're all, you know, and obviously we enjoy what we do, and we do it because 
we have a passion for it, and part of that passion comes from helping other people. But let's be honest, it also comes from uh, accumulating some money to pay some bills. And now with inflation going through the roof, that becomes more, more and more difficult. Could you imagine if you are not prepared and you get sick uh, and all that money that you worked so hard for all these years gets wiped out? So you need to be smart and prepare and make sure that that doesn't happen. And it's very simple. You'd call Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500. Connors and Sullivan, the attorneys who know how to protect your money from getting wiped out because of a nursing home or an extended hospital stay. They'll see if you're eligible for Medicaid. They will help you position your assets so you don't lose them. It's not hard to do. You pick up the phone. You call, dial Connors and Sullivan at 718 238 6,500. They'll sit down with you and they'll give you a free initial consultation with a lawyer. Their offices are in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. And look, it's not too late. Uh, No matter how young you are, no matter how old you are, the time is now to act. 718-238-6500 or go to connorsandsullivan.com. Trust me, folks. Call today. You'll be glad that you did. Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Near historically low rates combined with rising home values means that you could have more home equity than you might imagine. And if you're considering a refi, an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot could save you thousands. Ask about our smart term loans, cash out, and over 300 loan options to find just the right mortgage loan for you. Call now, 866-888-LOAN, or go to LoanDepot.com. Loan Depot, where home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Equal housing opportunity lender. And MLS number 174457. Licensed in all 50 states. Do one thing this year that changes you forever. Something extraordinary. A bucket list experience with years of memories packed into 10 invigorating days. Join Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Dinesh D'Souza in Israel this November. We'll visit over 40 iconic places right from scripture and history. Reserve your spot today when you visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com or call 855-565-5519. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with a flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. Freehold Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi.com or call 20 p.m. on a Thursday afternoon, and, you know, we've been talking about these congressional seats being drawn up and the lawsuit and the special master who drew them up. Uh, Some people are happy, others not so much. 
So let's go right to the source. We have uh, Brooklyn's councilman, one of Brooklyn's councilmen, Calman Yeager. Councilman Yeager, Bensonhurst, Borough Park, Moodwood, Ocean Park, where you're right next door. I'm in Bay Ridge. How are you, sir? I love Bay Ridge. How you doing, Arthur? You got some pedigree. I mean, working with uh, Freddie Ferrer and obviously my friend David Greenfeld, It's uh, yep. you definitely have the chops to uh, to do a great job in the city council, and we all wish you very, very, very well because the city needs as much help from our public servants as possible. For So thank you. And, you know, look, we got the new maps. Obviously, uh, Nicole Maliotakis must have been happy uh, to see how uh, that, that congressional district got, got, got changed. Uh, allegedly, uh, former Mayor Bill de Blasio is happy by how that uh, map got changed. Uh, Carolyn Maloney and, and Jeff, uh, Mr. Nadler, I don't know if they're too happy about how it got changed. But let's talk about my brothers uh, in the Jewish community, my brothers and sisters, I should say, from the Jewish community. Uh, in, in in your neck of the woods and how the Jewish block vote, which is a very, very powerful vote as a lifelong Brooklynite, I know how everyone covets that vote. Uh, yeah, let's talk about what your feelings are about these new maps. Well, look, I mean, just, just looking at it, you don't even have to, uh, you know, uh, be an expert in map making to see how, these, how strange these maps are. Uh, starting with the 10th, but even looking at the 9th and the 8th, you can see why the 10th is so offensive. They all come in, they go north-south, and then they hug to the west so that they're all kind of hugging each other in almost like this fetal position, where it would have been so easy for them to simply draw straight north-south lines and give Hakeem Jeffries a north-south map, give Yvette Clark a north-south map, and then have a tent that can get all that orthodox area that has gone into the ninth and the eighth. But instead what they did was they put Orthodox Jews, uh, you know, they swung the ninth district all the way west to grab in a whole bunch of Orthodox Jews. They did the same thing with the eighth, swung it around to grab in a whole bunch of Orthodox Jews. And then you have Borough Park, which is essentially the orphan. Uh, we're, you know, connected to a district that is anchored in the East and West Village. Uh, and it so, yes, that's, 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 that's the new 10th Village. That would be the one that, that de Blasio wants to run for, right? Where it's basically 14th Street and from river to river and the whole south part of Manhattan. So you're going down from like the Union Square area and Greenwich Village area and Tribeca and uh, FIDI, as they call it, the financial district. And then you just boom, you jump over. Uh, into Brooklyn and you go all the way down into like, I guess it's a piece of Park Slope and like Windsor Terrace and then into Borough Park, correct? Right. That's correct. It it basically takes it exactly as you described it, 14th Street and the entire southern part of Manhattan and then scooches into Brooklyn uh, through Brooklyn Heights uh, all the way into Borough Park and it grabs Borough Park. And Borough Park's the last part of the district. And honestly, Borough Park doesn't need to be in that district. But if Borough Park is going to be in that district, then also include Midwood. Include the rest of my district. Include the parts of Councilwoman Ina Vernikov's district. Include the parts of Councilman Ari Kagan's district uh, in the Gravesend area. Get the parts of the Orthodox community that have been now divided into five different congressional districts where not that many folks that they had to chop us up like that. Well, I, here's what I don't know. Maybe you could educate us. I'm not looking to put you on the spot, but I know you guys, I know you wrote a letter to, uh, to the judge, but what is the, is there an appellate process here? Uh, in other words, after the judge says, okay, I agree with what my special master put together. Uh, are, are you allowed, are people in the Jewish community allowed to bring a lawsuit now or appeal it up to the appellate division or then up to the court of appeals? 
Well, in theory, uh, so obviously any any order that a, uh, that a lower court, uh, not to be disrespectful, I'm using the term of art, the lower court makes is appealable. Um, uh, so the, the, this case had already gone up, as you know, from the Supreme Court to the appellate division to the Court of Appeals. Uh, and the Court of Appeals uh, uh, struck down, down the legislature's mass and knocked it back down to the trial court to do what he was already doing, which is order up a special master to design him. But once the special master has done his job and the court, uh, the lower court certifies these maps, I believe that uh, any party to the action uh, would be entitled to appeal. But also, I believe that anybody who's affected would be able to come in as an intervener, uh, obviously with the court's permission, uh, to, to challenge this, these lines on constitutional grounds to the extent that there are grounds. We believe there are constitutional grounds. Well, that's what, that was my believe, next question. Go ahead. What, what would be the constitutional grounds that you'd be raising? We, be, we believe, uh, well, not we believe. I mean, the facts are the New York State Constitution requires that, that communities of interest be drawn together, that the map-making process not uh, separate communities of, of interest uh, which include uh, commonalities like language and 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 things that you obviously unite the parts of the Jewish community in Brooklyn that have been chopped up. Uh, so in this case, if you know by chopping up all of these communities uh, and creating you know essentially three three districts in the in the southernmost portion of Brooklyn, uh, but really uh, the Orthodox communities of Brooklyn are in five different districts. It, it, I believe that it's appealable, but I also believe and I'm hopeful that the court will look at these and say, look, we, we do have to abide by the New York State Constitution. The reason the lines were thrown out in the first place is because, because the court found that they did not abide by the New York State Constitution. It wasn't a federal constitution issue. So the court himself, the judge himself, was cognizant. And by the way, he's the guy who got it right uh, in the first instance. The, the court was cognizant. Of the of the need to, for map making uh, to abide by the New York State Constitution. Well, and let me. I'm talking to Councilman Calman Yeager. He represents uh, Bensonhurst, Borough Park, Midwood, and Ocean Parkway in Brooklyn, New York. I, I have to tell you, I, you know, they're not supposed to draw these maps based on who's currently there. And I know you know you're using some of the names just to for those of us who are familiar with politics to know what districts of which we speak. Um, you know, Carolyn Maloney's been in Congress forever. So is Jerry Nadler. Now they're maybe running against each other. Uh, you know, you're a term limit. You're in an office that's term limited. Uh, you know, I don't have a big problem with uh, some new competition, and maybe that'll yield some new blood uh, in in uh, in government. Uh, maybe you'll get some fresh ideas and fresh energy and some new energy. Uh, is it your is it your position that this is not the way it's supposed to be done by redrawing these districts? Well, look, I mean, I, you know, I I don't have a problem uh, with drawing. You know, the starting point of of any time you do map making is always the existing map, right? I mean, that's just intuitively because the work has already been done ten years before. So I understand that, and obviously, we don't want uh, necessarily that maps be drawn based on who the incumbent is. That's not the way it's supposed to work. But the realities of communities are that, they're, that the maps that we're drawing based on ex- have existed for at least the last 10 years. So that's the starting point. You know, I told folks, uh, there are a lot of folks who didn't think that Borough Park ought to be desi- uh, drawn into the Upper West Side of Manhattan either. And, but what I always told folks is, look, that's the way it's always been. We may not like it, but at least it made sense. I mean, at so least... It, is, it was, so it is, that, is that what... It, so just educate us... Um, Councilman, we're talking to Councilman Kalman Yeager. 
It was was Borough Park? What district were they in? They were in Nadler's district on the on the west well, side. Borough Park had been drawn all the way into the Jerry Nadler district. I use names like you. I'm an old school Brooklynite, so you know we use names, not numbers. I'm not that fancy, right? Um, well, also he, because Nadler's been there forever. I mean, he's been there since and, uh, you and know. Nadler was there since 1992, and he's been there for a long time. And the districts changed significantly uh, um, over time, you know. But ultimately, the the core of it has always been that the Upper West Side went all through Manhattan, came into Brooklyn, went to Borough Park. Okay. Um, uh, you know, Jerry used to go all the way down to Coney Island. That's not so much anymore. So Borough Park had been in the Manhattan district, which went all the way to the Upper West Side. Then the other part of the Orthodox community, which was Midwood, uh, was drawn in a district that was central Brooklyn, uh, originally the uh, uh, the major Owen seat, which was has been represented by Yvette Clark for the last 16 years. Uh, Crown Heights is in that as well. So there what are. What about Williamsburg? Where's Williamsburg? Williamsburg is in the northernmost por- portion of Brooklyn, and that's in the district that is represented by Nidia Velasquez. You know, look, it, it's hard. It, it's hard to get uh, uh, Williamsburg into a district that is Borough Park and Flatbush. But if you're going to come in from Manhattan with the, this new district the way it did, there's no reason it couldn't grab Williamsburg on the way over to Brooklyn Heights. They could have done that. There's so many ways that they could have brought Orthodox Jews into one seat, which is what we all want. And by the way, it's what every community wants, right? We hear the clamoring of there ought to be an Asian seat here. There ought to be a black seat here. There ought to be a Latino seat here. And these are things that I believe in. These are things so that let I me, let me just I mention, so, so people are, are uh, the Manhattanites, okay? You and I are Brooklynites, but the Manhattanites are saying it's so ridiculous to make because they've basically made the middle of Manhattan from 14th Street to, I don't know, maybe it's 60th or I can't tell by the map. But and they make it from river to river, one district, the 12th congressional district. And what they're the people in that neck of the woods are saying, anyone who knows Manhattan that since Central Park has been up there, the east side and the west side of Manhattan are two totally different places. And they deserve they totally deserve their own congressperson. What what do you say to that argument? Well, I mean, I, I don't live in Manhattan, so if that's the story that they want to have, that's great for me. But if they can make that argument, then it just it more so is my argument correct. Um, you know, they can say that that the Upper East Side and the Upper West Side are so different that they can't be in the same district. Then surely the argument that Borough Park in Brooklyn, New York, ought not be attached. To the the East Village, the West right. Village. Exactly. That's exactly, that's exactly what I was going to say, Councilman. I was going to say the same thing. You Borough Park and the East Village and Thompson Square Park are not exactly though know, that park. Borough Park and Thompson Square Park are not exactly a brother and sister parks. Well, Councilman, I have to let you go because we're uh, up against the bottom of the hour. But I will tell you, you were very informative. Um, are you an attorney? I am. Uh, right. As that's, we call it in like, politics, a retired attorney. Uh, yeah, well, that's practice. Yeah, I, and let me tell you something. That's a shame because you're not allowed to practice, right, as a councilman? Well, you're allowed to I'm practice if you do everything. If you do everything pro bono, right? Right. I can practice, but I'm not allowed to earn income. You know what they say about us lawyers, right? We're always practicing. It's just a matter of time until we get it right. Yeah, I hear you. Well, thank you for your hard work. Thank you for uh, thank what you, you're doing in, this, you. in, the, uh, in the city council. And uh, look, I hope that Mayor Adams and uh, the city council work hand in hand, doing the best they can to make the city the best place that it could be. Mayor's trying really hard, Arthur. Mayor's trying really hard to get the city back. All right. Well, if there's, is there anything that uh, we can do here on the Author Dollar Power Hour on AM 970, the answer, you, you, you just give you us a call, keep, Councilman. I will. You keep shining a light on this stuff. That's what you can do.
All right. Thank you so much. All right, folks. It is the bottom of the hour. We're going to come back and make things a little more lighthearted. Um, those of you who want to figure out what are you going to do this summer? Uh, where do you want to go? Where do you want to hang out? You feel free to do that. And if you want to call us, give us a buzz at 877-970-2999. 877-970-2999. See you in a couple of minutes. Want more AM 970 The Answer? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am970theanswer.com or download our AM 970 The Answer app today. Discover the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM 970 The Answer. Holland Christian Home, a place for your aging loved one. Here's Jack sharing why he chose to live at Holland Christian Home. My name is Jack. I'm 82 years old. I lived in Clifton, New Jersey. I was a teacher for 38 years. About five or six years ago, I decided I needed to get into a continuing care retirement community. My priority is what care I will get when and if I need it. And the Holland Christian Home is the only place that I looked at where all of the nurses and aides are in house. All other facilities, you must go to an outside agency and cost you a lot more money to hire aides if, in fact, you need it to get up in the morning and to go to bed at night. From independent living and beyond, feel at home and love. Call Charlotte. She'll show you around. 973-807-3245 or hchnj.org. That's hchnj.org. Holland Christian Home. 973-807-3245. Ask for Charlotte. Eye on Real Estate, New York's longest-running show on real estate, answers everyone's questions. From California to across the Atlantic in London. It's actually Gateshead, a little bit away from London. I've been a huge fan of yours for many a year. Dottie Herman and her expert team will help you through the ins and outs of property ownership. We have great listeners, a great audience, and a great team of professionals. Call 866-970-9622 with your question, Saturday morning at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Thursday evening, Midtown Manhattan, live and local, Arthur Idala here. So we just went from talking about congressional seats to let's talk about your seat. Is it going to be your seat on a plane, on a train, in your car, uh, on a roller coaster, in your home? I don't know. Uh, it's, it, I mean, right, the COVID numbers are going up. Uh, everything uh, financially is going up. Uh, the price of gas. Is it time to rent a Winnebago? Probably not. I'm glad I'm driving a Fiat 500. Costs $30 to fill it up with super um, so what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Do, we, do you go to Europe? Do you not go to Europe? 
uh, just stay local. You do like a staycation and take a week off from work and go to Coney Island and go to the museum and and, uh, go to the aquarium and go to the Bronx Zoo. Well, let's talk about to someone who really knows all of all things travel. Let's talk to Pete Trabuco. Hello, Pete. It's Arthur Idala. How are you, sir? Well, it's good to hear from you, and I uh, hope you're having a great day in, in the Big Apple. Yep. Well, the Big Apple is uh, it's, it's much better than it was this morning when it was pouring rain. Um, talk to me a little <laughs> bit, Pete. I, I know you you specialize in, in travel and vacation, and I, I know you're a big aviator. You know, what do you see uh, in your crystal ball? People are going to say, well, the weather's kind of breaking. I feel now I'm maybe into a little bit of vacation mode. Uh, summer's here, basically, as next weekend, a week from today, really kicks off Memorial Day weekend. But all we're hearing about, well, the stock market is going down. My 401k portfolio is going down. Uh, gas prices are going up. So, you know, what what does uh, Pete Trabuco, the travel expert, have to say? Well, good news for you and for your listening audience. Obviously, the latest poll shows 87% of all the Americans in the United States are going to be planning a vacation in 2022. And right now, as you know, uh, the airlines and the cruise lines took a hit in 2020 with about a combined $40 billion in losses. And, of course, last year in 21, things were a little bit better. This year, the airlines are getting closer to what it was like in 2019 prior we're not quite there yet, but it looks like the travel uh, is up. In fact, I just took a trip. I am actually calling from you from Orlando, Florida, at amusement parks over at the Walt Disney and Universal Studios. Uh, and you can see that those planes are now starting to fill up again, and, uh, and that's a good thing. And you mentioned about all the horrible things that are happening financially. Believe it or not, people like going to amusement parks, especially in a down recession for whatever reason, They'd like to forget about their problems. Some will do state vacations. Others will do smaller vacations. And others will actually just say to heck with it. It's down. Uh, I want to feel better about myself, maybe forget about my problems for a week or so. And they're going on vacation. So that's what's happening right now. And it's looking good. Vacations are looking good. Even though the COVID numbers are starting to spike in New York City and all over the country, uh, it's still looking pretty good for travel. And do you see travel being more of a... Uh, local thing, like people staying within the state, like in New York, we go up to Saratoga, we go to Niagara Falls, we go to Lake Placid. Do you see it being a a, a driving thing in the state, uh, or I'm sorry, on the on the on the seaboard that you're on, staying on the East Coast? Do you see it flying cross country, or do you see people going to Europe or, or other uh, vacation destinations? Well, as you know, the, the we're all shell shocked from two years of COVID. And that's gotten us a little bit weak when it comes to actually going out and doing things. But like a person who's stir crazy or has cabin fever, eventually you do come out of it and the risks are, are worth the benefits at this point. Uh, I would say right now, staycations were being, probably 2021, we were getting a lot of staycations, you know, Finger Lakes, as you said, Lake Placid, you know, places closer to home, uh, that are actually Pennsylvania, places that are closer but, but still uh, not far away this year. Uh, airline travel is up now. One thing, one little caveat I want to bring up, and that is, really, if you're going to go overseas, if you're not up to date on your COVID vaccines and your testing, right now is probably not the best time to go. It's a lot of work to try to get all that straightened out. Domestic flight right now, as you know, we've re- removed uh, the um, 
uh, the mask mandates uh, on all airlines, and it's opened up a whole bunch of things. Even the COVID card isn't even looked at anymore as it was uh, just, just a couple weeks ago. So things have definitely opened up there. So I would say domestically, we're doing pretty well. Internationally, there's still major issues. I mean, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, the FCC has gone out of its way to make it a, a lot easier for people to get on board aircraft. But the CDC is now also saying certain places you want to avoid, depending on where you're located. And uh, it, it really depends on a lot of different things. Before you go anywhere, even in the United States, I would strongly suggest that you check the local state guidelines with regards to what you need to do if you are traveling. And right now in domestic United States, there's very little you have to do at this point. All right, so we're talking to, to, to Pete Trabuco, who's a travel expert. But, Pete, I, I do know you have a very uh, specialized uh, love, and you've even written a book on it. It's called America's Top Roller Coasters and Amusement Parks. So here in the tri-state area, what do you got for us? Well, obviously, I, I've written another book also called The Personal Guide to the Best Amusement Parks uh, and Water Parks, including the ones in, um, in Europe, and that just came out. Uh, about, a, about a couple of years ago. So there are two books out on that. Obviously, New York City, the, the place I'm thinking of, and I've been all over the country and all over the world. I still love Luna Park right in Brooklyn, Coney Island, Brooklyn, New York. You have got an amazing ride there called the Cyclone. It's one of the oldest wood coasters in existence. It actually came together in 1927. And none other than aviation fame flyer Charles Lindbergh actually did advertising when it first came out in 1927, saying it was actually better than flying or more scarier than flying. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that yes. fact. It's actually true, believe it or not. Uh, that is true. He did promote the, uh, the amusement park uh, at the time as well as the cyclone. Now, obviously, in our area, we've got some really great rides. And not too far away, Six Flags, uh, Great Adventure. You've got King Ka, which is the tallest and second fastest roller coaster in the world. Uh, which is an what's the name? Wait, what's the name of that one? It's called King Dakar. It's imagine oh, yeah, 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 out of yeah, the yeah. from yes. zero to one hundred and twenty-eight miles an hour in two point eight seconds. For the women out there, if you want to know what you look like with a facelift in two point eight seconds, this will give it to you. Five G's on takeoff. It's only about a twenty-second ride, but it's well worth it. Wow. Okay, and give me one in Europe. One of the amusement parks in Europe. Well, the Pepsi Challenge basically is, is one of my favorite rides. It's a 200 ride, uh, 200 foot roller coaster at Drayton Manor, which is a, an amazing park there as well. Um, but again, I will tell you that most of the uh, European parks, uh, even though they get some decent rides, because of the, uh, I guess the, the foliage type of directive where it can't go above the trees, you really can't see the ride. A lot of the ride actually goes into the ground and then comes back out like tunneling as opposed to here in the United States where, you know, you can see Ken Bacall or Top Door Dragster right. or Millennium Force or any of those, like, you can see them from literally, literally miles around. Uh, so it's amazing. There are a whole bunch of rides. If, if they want to travel, I can give you a list of some of the best rides to go to if you're going to travel. In, in 60 seconds, Pete Trabuco, what's going on with, with Disney World? Is it still the greatest place on Earth? It absolutely is. In fact, right now, the biggest thing, and I just wrote it this morning, uh, it's not open to the public until the 25th, 27th of May, but the, it's the Guardians of the Galaxy. It is a 5,574-foot-long 5, spinning coaster. 
It does special effects, musical stuff. It's got sound like you wouldn't believe. Uh, it's an amazing ride, and it opens up to the public officially on the 27th of May. People are, are lining up even now, even though it's just for the press at this point. It's an amazing ride. So, yeah, Disney is, is doing extremely well. There's, there's many different things going on. I just wrote a, a dark ride uh, over at Epcot called Ratatouille, which uh, rivals pretty much anything that you can see in other parks. So they're, they're well, doing a great job there. I'm but happy to hear that, Pete. Of people in the park. Well, I'm, ha- I'm happy to hear that, Pete. I mean, I'm not going to Disney World anytime soon. I will go to Coney Island as soon as I can. I've already been there once this season with my five-year-old. He's too short to get on the Cyclone, but soon enough, soon enough. Thank you, Pete Trabuco. If you want to find him, it's PeteTrabuco.com, and you'll uh, learn all about roller coasters and aviations and, and amusement parks all over the world. So don't hesitate. Pete, thanks for being a guest on the Author I Dollar Power Hour. Have a great evening. Now, Tom, you have a great night. Be well. All right, folks, we're going to take a really quick, quick break, and then we're going to talk about the, some news of the day, some fun stuff, and we'll end off strong before we go and have a libation. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know that the battle for the heart and mind of this country is underway. In New Jersey Congressional District 5, there is a very important race, and it is being waged by two very serious campaigns. Frank Pallotta, who was the nominee last go-around, and challenger Nick DeGregario, who would like to take that mantle this time and win the seat. What will happen? Join us May 23rd from 3 to 8 p.m. at Giovanni's Bicycle Club in Englewood Cliffs, to watch a live debate, weigh in with a straw poll, and help decide who will represent you in Washington in the days to come. Of course, the winner will end up battling Josh Gottheimer for that seat, and we will bring you gavel-to-gavel coverage. 3 to 4 o'clock, we've got a live interview with each of the candidates, and then from 7 to 8 that evening, we'll be on air with a debate moderated by yours truly and representatives of both campaigns. Join us from 3 to 8, Giovanni's Bicycle Club, Inglewood Cliffs, New Jersey, and from 4 to 6, don't forget the meet and greets with the candidates and yours truly. We'll see you then. Fox Business Prime, a new season of shows featuring how America works with Mike Rowe. Their stories are worth telling, and I'm happy to tell them. My dream car. This car symbolized freedom. It symbolized success. American built. America had the persistence to get these iconic projects done. And Mansion Global. Every home is so different. You can see the time, the effort, and the love. Fox Business Prime, Monday to Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, only on Fox Business. Dad. Why do your toenails look like that? Hey, it's James. And if you're like me and suffer from toenail fungus, please pay close attention. Let's face it, toe fungus is embarrassing. I was afraid to take my socks off and hid my ugly toes from everybody. But nail fungus isn't just a cosmetic problem. It can also be dangerous. Even a small spot can spread and get worse. But no matter what I tried, it seemed like my fungus would never go away. Then I discovered Crystal Flush, the new and different FDA-registered at-home treatment. This unique two-step system flushes out fungus at its source and reverses damaged nails. Finally, me and thousands of others are free from fungus, and you can be too. Call now, and for a limited time, you can try Crystal Flush risk-free for 30 days. Call 800-354-1862. 
That's 800-354-1862. Eliminate your toe fungus once and for all, guaranteed. Call now, 800-354-1862, or visit crystalflush.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Two dozen other dirty lovers Must be a sucker for it Cry but I don't need my mother Just hold my hand while I come To a decision on it Sooner or later Your legs get where you hit the ground Save it for later Don't run away and let me down Sooner or later you hit the deck, you get found out. Sooner or later, you'll run away, you'll run away and let me down. Sam Bullen, this is awesome. First of all, you got to cut this up for me and send this piece along so I can send okay. it to Vicki Hassan. Okay. Now, that's P- keep it going. So this is Pete Townsend, right? Who's of The Who. Now, this is why I love Sam Bowen. The Who is like right behind the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. The third band is The Who, right? Of the greatest rock bands. I mean, yeah, it's all, all up for argument, but they're all in that conversation. And The Who have like hundreds of songs. And you play an English beat song sung by Pete Townsend, the lead singer of The Who, to commemorate uh, his birthday today, where he is uh, 77 years old. I, I mean, I love it. I love this is my favorite English beat song. Um, would also have been Malcolm X's b- uh, birthday. And uh, uh, for my buddy Frank, Andre the Giant, he would have been 76 today. Sadly, he died uh, in 1993 at the age of 46. Um, Pete Townsend of The Who. I know they're playing next Thursday, and that's the reason why uh, I can't. The only reason I'm not going to see them is um, because I'm going to be at the Friars. I'm going to be at, well, actually, I'm going to be at the Ziegfeld Ballroom, formerly the Ziegfeld Theater, for the Friars Club Icon Dinner, uh, where um, Tracy Morgan is going to be on. And actually, I'm looking at it's Michael Che, uh, is, he's 39 today, also from Saturday Night Live, and I believe he's going to be at the dinner. Next Thursday, a week from tonight, I know a lot of um, uh, alums from Saturday Night Live are going to be there for sure, uh, from literally from Piscopo to someone like Michael Che, who just left. Uh, I know Piscopo looks young. He's not exactly 39. I can't believe you found Townsend singing Save It For Later. That's fantastic. Um, so one of the stories I'm covering tonight, Where's the Beef?, a new lawsuit asks McDonald's and Wendy's that very question. Now, this is in the Wall Street Journal. This isn't like a, uh, you know, just some silly article. They are bringing a class action lawsuit uh, against, well, they're asking for a lawsuit to be certified as a class action. It's a lot of legal stuff that I'm not going to get into on a Thursday at almost 7 p.m. Um, but the bottom, bottom line is they the lawsuit shows the advertisement for the actual hamburgers and then they show you what they actually get or what you actually get when you buy a hamburger and what they're alleging is that the hamburgers in the advertisements are it's it is beef but it's merely browned and not cooked because when beef is cooked because of the loss of fat and water it shrinks about 25% which is a lot uh, you know, think about if all of a sudden, you know, your belly, I wish my belly would shrink by 25%. Um, so 
they're saying that it's just basically false advertising that you're you're watching this commercial you're looking you're in the store and you're looking at the photograph okay yeah i want that and you're pointing to that and then they have a picture of what you get which is this and this does not look very appetizing i will tell you uh, I don't do uh, fast food often at all, but one place I did do fast food in was Paris, France, because I was so intimidated by the Parisians and the language. I said I was all by myself. It was before I hooked up with Thierry, my buddy who was from there. I was like, I was hungry. I was like, let me. I, this is a safe zone, and I, I'm gonna, they, they're going to speak English. And I will tell you, mm, that was a tasty burger, uh, as uh, Marsala said about the Big Kahuna burger. Not Marsalis, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jules said it um, in Pulp Fiction. But, uh, yeah, I think this is an interesting lawsuit, and it's what I'm speaking about tonight on News Nation. Uh, tomorrow I'm talking about the the trial that's going on with Mr. Sussman, who is the lawyer uh, for uh, the Hillary Clinton campaign, when he spoke to the FBI. And it's interesting, he told them certain facts that they believed that those facts were accurate, but he didn't tell them that he was a lawyer for the Clinton campaign. And that, that, that is what he is uh, being charged with. I'm going to dig a little deeper into that tonight and do my legal research before I, I jump on News Nation and talk. I'm sorry, I'm jumping on News Nation to talk about where's the beef. I'm going on Newsmax to talk about um, the Sussman suit. And I think I'm with Piscopo. We're going to talk about the Buffalo shooting and the arraignment. But I'm sure I'll, I'll zip in a little bit of Sussman because when I'm on with Joe... It's just it's a it's so much fun. We bounce all over the different topics and really enjoy our time together. Um, the bus drivers in New York City are complaining, as they should, saying everyone's talking about crime on the subways, the subways, the subways, and we need uh, um, you know more security and more help fighting crime on the subways. And the bus drivers are like, hold on, hold on, things aren't it's not, like nothing is peachy keen. Over here on the buses, the MTA data shows 64 drivers were assaulted last year, up 25% from 51% reported in 2019. The assaults increased as bus ridership slumped during the pandemic, uh, which remains down about 1 million on weekdays from pre-pandemic levels of about 2.3 million riders per weekday. That's a lot. I mean, there's 8 million people in the city. You got 2.3 million riding the subway. I'm sorry, riding the buses. Um, so far in 2022, at least 15 bus drivers have been assaulted and another 551 have been harassed. Uh, and they're saying, look, we need uh, either give us better barriers to protect us uh, more or give us a little shelter. You know, a, a conductor in a train, right, is in a little booth and they're, they're, they, they have some metal walls around them. I mean, there's the glass window. Bus driver not nearly as, as protected. And let's face it, they have a hard job, man. I mean, I am between Fifth Avenue and Madison Avenue uh, and with, where the buses are coming up and down. I'm watching them all the time. It is just not a, a, a it's not an easy job in any way, shape or form. And the laws now, the Vision Zero laws, if God forbid they hit somebody, um, they, they, they go to jail. Like literally, it's a total accident. And now you're going to jail for an accident. Um this week, a fifth inmate died in Rikers Island. Totally not cool. It looks like, though, she died by by suicide. It appears that um, she overdosed on some drugs. Now, why she's got the drug, the drugs? Who knows? Um, but the uh, the commissioner Louis Molina, you know, he made a statement, and of course, we're all saddened by this. She was in on uh, on bail. 
but then I'm sorry, she was out on bail, but then she didn't show up to her court appearance, and then she was put back in, and that's why she was in jail. She was given the opportunity uh, to stay out, but she blew it by not showing up to court, and then they increased her bail from $1,000, which she had made, to $10,000, which she couldn't make. Um, you know, and there was someone who died just 10 days ago, or 11 days ago, um, and that was a, 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 a young boy who hung himself. So let me just read this last piece. The the pace of deaths in custody this year is on pace with last year when 16 people died in city lockups, the most since 2013. Um, Obviously, we've done a lot on Rikers Island. Steve Martin, who is reporting to uh, Judge um, Swain, uh, who's the chief judge of the Southern District, on what needs to be done, uh, handed in his report, I believe it was on Tuesday, he was somewhat optimistic about the the uh, decisions that the mayor and um, uh, Melina, the new commissioner, uh, have made and what they're suggesting to do. Uh, so he's, I think he basically said, look, do you need more correction officers? Check. You need more people in leadership positions, attorneys and people who have no real leadership uh, to to guide the corrections department. And you got to need a lot less people calling in sick. So. We shall see. It was a great Thursday with you guys. I hope you enjoyed our guests. I certainly did. Uh, I was at at Coney Island two weeks ago, which was fantastic. Um, And um, I'm opened up life's little instruction book. And here's what it says. Ready? 212. Don't allow the phone to interrupt important moments. It's there for your convenience, not the caller's. Try to keep that in mind. Uncle Frank Santo used to tell me you should never answer the phone while you're at a meal. None of us do that anymore, but we need to do that. I hear Red Rain. It's the anniversary of the release of Peter Gabriel's So, which is a spectacular album. One I haven't listened to in a while, so I want to jump on it. Listen to Peter Gabriel's So. It's fantastic. And remember, folks, in a special moment when the phone rings, put it down. They'll call back or you'll know who to call. Have a great night. See you tomorrow. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.